this too shall pass. Hang in there. It gets better. It will get better. Keep your head up. Walk it off. Stay strong. You'll be all right. Everything's going to be okay in the end. What will be, will be. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, let us go now to Bethlehem and see this thing that has taken place, which the Lord has made known to us. And so they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the child lying in the manger. And when they saw this, they made known what had been told them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds told them. Mary treasured all these hearts, these words and pondered them in her heart. And then the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen as it had been told them. This is the word of the Lord. Let us pray. Almighty God, on this day, the fourth Sunday in Advent and also Christmas Eve, we come to you full of hope and despair, full of joy and uncertainty, full of love and contempt, full of faith and of doubt. Almighty God, we ask that your spirit would be moving throughout this service that it would bring us closer to you, closer to one another, that it would help us step into your presence and become your people who proclaim hope and love and faith and joy, even when it is hard. Almighty God, we thank you and we praise you. And we ask that all of the meditations of our hearts and the words of my mouth would be pleasing and acceptable in your sight, for you are our strength and our redeemer. Amen. Siddhartha Gautama. Oh, Malkai. Hey, Malkai. I wasn't clear about this. We'll break on the noodling now. Sorry about that. That's, I'm going to take full responsibility for that one. Siddhartha Gautama, also known to many as Lord Buddha was born in the 6th century BCE in the famous gardens of Lumini, Nepal. He died 80 years later in present-day Kusinagar, India. And the difference between these two cities um, is negligible. Less than a degree in latitude, uh, the climate is basically the same. And in this region, the difference in seasons is negligible almost entirely. It's close enough to the equator that the difference between the longest day and the shortest day is a mere three hours in comparison to our six. And so largely because of the climate and the lack of discernible seasons, in Buddhist and Eastern thought, time is eternal, circular, meaning that everything is coexisting. Life and death at the same time, always, eternally. All around, growth is happening at the same exact time as decay. In Western thought, however, which was imagined in a place with changing seasons, time is linear, 
There is a time, a season, for sprouts, one for fruit, one for death, and finally, one for rebirth. Growth is progressive and is always moving forward. In Western thought, where time is linear, where growth happens according to seasons, we understand our own progressions and growth in the exact same way. First, we have doubt, but then we move into faith. We may have contempt, but we will surely move into love. We were all cynics in college, right? But today, we are a people of hope. We have felt despair, yes, many times, but we have always and we will always move to joy. In the appropriate season. This understanding of time and growth is what makes our empty platitude so tempting. To say to one another, just hang tight. Everything gets better with time. When we say these things, we are proclaiming that there is a season, a season that is likely a far-off, distant season, where time will shift and will allow for healing and growth and rebirth. We are proclaiming that that day is not today, but it is surely coming. Now, it might seem odd that I am speaking of the life and death of Buddha on this day when our Lord Jesus Christ is born. But I want to bring forth the important reality of how we in the Western world understand our movements, our emotions, our theology, all based on this linear understanding of time and I bring it forth to make the assertion that it is not working. Our preoccupation with a linear progression of healing and growth where empty platitudes, endless discontent, and distant hopes for wholeness are our only companions does not work. Advent and Christmas, I think they are the strangest holidays of the year, and they are a constant reminder of this. Because we spend all of Advent longing and lamenting, and then on Christmas Eve we proclaim that the light has entered the world and we are all joyful and we celebrate, and then tomorrow we wake up to the same headlines, the same realities that we woke to yesterday and the day before and the day before. And so if we are to think linearly, this is almost too much to survive year after year after year. There is, of course, a beautiful irony in it. For we tell this story, as Kara mentioned, year after year, and we've been doing that for 2,000 years. And you would think that maybe we would live into that circular way of being. But instead, we have tried to put this circular story onto a linear timeline, going around and around, holding to our belief about progression and believing that year after year it is getting better and better, but we know that's not true, or maybe it is, but it's not especially evident. And so how are we to survive this endless hamster wheel that goes round and round every year? I will tell you, that our survival will not be found in deluding ourselves into thinking that wheel is itching one way or the other. 
I believe that we are to survive, in fact, thrive, by living into a more circular way of being and thinking and understanding of our experience. You see, the lack of seasonal progressions in the East leads to an understanding of time and life where all can happen concurrently. Growth and decay, life and death can happen concurrently. Doubt, contempt, cynicism, despair, these things are not to be understood as seasons, like fall and winter where everything is dying, seasons that we must just bear and hold tight until spring comes. It does not have to be that way. We do not have to move and live that way. We can have doubt in the midst of faith. Contempt can swirl around with love. Cynicism can stand shoulder to shoulder with hope, despair, hand in hand with joy. And it can all happen all at the exact same time. And I believe that this is a beautiful grace. Because it means that if we are feeling despair, if we are feeling contempt, we don't have to wait for spring. We don't have to wait for spring to come in order to move into healing and hopeful spaces. In our Christmas story, we have three shepherds who travel ceaselessly to see this child that has been called the Messiah Emmanuel, light of the world. They come to Mary and Joseph in a terribly vulnerable state. They're in a foreign land, in an inhospitable space. There is a ruler who seeks the death of their newly born child. It's anyone's guess where they will go or how they will get there once they are even able to travel. They're asking, will we always be on the run? Will we ever be safe? Will we be able to raise our beloved child in a loving and joyful house? And yet, they receive these shepherds They hear what has been revealed to them, and all are amazed. This beautiful ragtag crew are the first to receive the good news of Jesus Christ, a great joy for all people, and they celebrate and they rejoice in the middle of the night. When they are full of great unknown and fear, with threat of decay and death all around them, they do not wait for the seasons to change. They step into this moment of great joy and peace. In the midst of the cold, dark winter, three days after the longest night of the year, we are gathered in this circle together to make a profound proclamation. While everything is dying or either already dead out there, we proclaim that the light of Christ has entered the world to bring joy to all people. That we will not wait until spring. We will right now and right here seek and cultivate hope and faith and love and joy. Throughout this Advent season, we've sought to hold this space to explore these concepts in all of their complexity, not offering empty platitudes to one another, but acknowledging that the season is hard, 
Acknowledging that we don't just move from one to the other. Acknowledging that it's all swirling about. And so tonight, these doors are a part of our circle. They're just as part of the circle as any of us. And they remind us that hope and cynicism, faith and doubt, contempt and love, despair and joy swirl about us eternally. But at the center of this disorienting maelstrom is the table. And we have never, and we shall never, wait to celebrate this glorious meal of the kingdom of God. We don't wait until the spring comes to go to the table. We don't wait until we are full, overfilling with faith and hope and love. We come to the table now, however we're feeling, wherever we are. And friends, on this table is a meal that will sustain us and a light that will guide us. And at this table, we will step into the presence of Christ. It is the same presence that the shepherds and Mary and Joseph first stepped into that glorious night. On this cold winter night, we are called to profoundly proclaim that the light of Christ has entered the world, that we are being made whole, that all of creation is being reconciled, that there is cause for joy and celebration, hope faith, and love right here and right now. And so, friends, whether you come from the north, south, the east, or the west, whether you come here every single week, you haven't been here in a while, or this is your very first time, whether you are full of cynicism or hope, doubt or faith, contempt or love, despair or joy, there is a seat for you at this table. We are journeying together, friends. We have journeyed around the center, and we will journey to the center now. We will come to this table seeking joy. We will come to this table seeking the light of Christ. We will come to this table seeking one another. No matter where we feel ourselves, no matter where we came from, we will come to this table and celebrate the glorious feast of the kingdom of God. Friends, I hope that you will come. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. 